0: Hey, this is Yen Madrar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Rene Prance with us. Rene is a motivational speaker, wheelchair traveler with over 118 countries covered. She's a Guinness World Record holder and has been featured on numerous media sites. She's also a light coach and a coach and uh, with that being said, a lot more stories coming your way. Rene, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here
0: so curious to know about yourself tell us about you what what you started in entrepreneurship and coaching
1: absolutely so i am a life and career coach and how i got there is really an interesting story and and a very colorful one i actually in a fortune 500 company in the united states for about 15 years and I worked through the, the pandemic and had a team of 250 people nationally dispersed across the country. And towards the end of the pandemic, it was about a year and a half ago, I was really suffering from burnout. I obviously don't need to go into all of the reasons why I think most people understand what that feeling is like. But I had decided to take a year off work and really explore what do I want to do? I had, at that point in my life, I had traveled to around 65 countries, and I wanted to see more of the world. So I resigned from my executive level role, really didn't have too much of a plan, and set out on this trip around the world. Through that trip, I actually received a Guinness World Record for the person who has traveled to the most countries in one year using a wheelchair. So there's a little twist on my story is that I was born with an undiagnosed physical disability and I've been using a wheelchair for my entire life. So as I was going through this trip around the world and I received the the world record, I really thought about what I wanted to do with, with my future. And I knew I wanted to do something in the mental health space. I have an undergrad degree in psychology. I have an MBA and I'm actually working on a doctorate degree right now. The doctorate degree that I'm working on, my research topic is focused on well-being and positive psychology in the workforce. And it felt like the perfect time for me to launch into this life and career coaching business that I wanted to do. So I launched that about a year ago and it's going really, really well. I have a huge passion, especially coming out of a a very large role and suffering from burnout. I have a huge passion for making sure that people don't have to have that feeling and go through that stress in their life. And along with that, knowing myself and knowing what I've been through as a disabled female in the work environment, in corporate America, I felt that there was a lot of opportunity for me to pay forward what I had learned, the experiences I had been through professionally and personally, to help coach others, whether that's in their career or just in their life in general, to really amp up what they have there and to help them navigate through those tough decisions. And I feel like I'm a perfect person to hit on some of those minority groups within, within the workforce especially, but but really anyone that really is looking to to embellish their life and needs some guidance on how do I, how do I accomplish those goals that I really want to do? I have them in my head and I'm afraid to tell people, I'm afraid to get to that next step where I don't know how and I want to be able to pay for what I've learned through my experiences.
0: And as soon as you started the work towards being a coach, there must be people that you have heard that you feel that was transformational. Can you share some of the success stories or any one of them that is on the top of the mind right now that you feel was something that, that you're really proud of?
1: Yeah, for me, there is a particular individual that comes to mind who we are still working together, but I think we're probably nearing the end of the intensity of our coaching sessions. I think they will go on forever. I think it's important for people to always have their coach available when things come up in life. Life continues to happen no matter what. But when when you talk, not for me, when I talk with a client and especially this individual who when we're speaking with each other can look me in the eyes and say, I have turned a page. My life is better. I'm doing something I never thought I could do. That's how I know that this is working. And it's easy to say they're more positive or they've achieved a big goal, but coaching looks different for everyone and everyone has different goals. So for me, it's very important to look at each individual and say, what was their goal? And the responses that they're giving me, is that meeting their goal?
0: so let's try to understand your methodologies or strategies if you will so some things that you typically use to to get a client from point A to point B.
1: absolutely when i start my coaching sessions the first thing we do is spend an hour talking about what their goals are what have they done in the past what are their goals now what has worked in the past what hasn't worked and really i want to build that accountability i want to build that trust there has to be a huge amount of trust in this relationship that an individual can come to me and say, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. And these are my shortcomings. This is where I need you to hold me accountable. So a lot of it's building trust. And for me, there's a vulnerability that has to come from my side too, because my clients are opening up parts of their life that they might not share with other people. And I want them to have that trust. So there are parts of my life that I will also share with them so that they know that, They're not in this. They're not in this alone. No one's perfect. We're in this together. So there's a big trust building piece. And then I also want to understand what accountability looks like for them. I know what accountability looks like for me, and I know what I need someone to do for me to hold me accountable. But everybody's different. And understanding those differences, understanding what they expect from me is really, really important for the success of the relationship.
0: is the thing. And the next thing, of course, is communication. Let's try to understand the perspective. So what are the struggles that you feel your clients come along when, when they reach out to you? And what mindset they are in? And how do you help to flip the coin and change the mindset to something that they could be? Absolutely.
1: One of the, num- I would say the number one or one of the top things I should say comes, the people come to me for is they're feeling a little, directionless, kind of lost in life. They're saying, I'm at this big transition or I have this goal I really want to accomplish. It's been on my bucket list for many, many years. And I, I'm just not sure how to get there. So we really dive into that and break that down. Why are you wanting to accomplish this goal or make this life transition? What steps have you done in the past? And we, we really break it down because often these goals are very big. They're very outlandish. And it, on the surface, they seem very exciting. But because they're so big, It's hard to say, all right, you do this one thing and you'll accomplish it. So we start to break it down and tackle bits bits at a time. Someone comes to me and says, I'm feeling very negative in life. That's a very big statement and they want to feel more positive. We need to break down the little pieces of that. So we focus on one piece at a time. And that's the accountability piece that I hold in place for them. So that's that's accomplished one piece. And then we're going to talk next week or in two weeks. We're going to see how much progress you made with that. And let's make sure that that new habit, that new way of thinking is ingrained into your mind, that it's become so second nature before we start to tackle the next piece of it. We can't. Our human brains are incapable of making such rapid change in so many aspects of our life at one time that we need to focus on each one to get to the larger goal.
0: Of course, of course we do. And uh, my next question to you is along the lines of psychology. So tell us something about human psychology so that we guys can achieve our goals faster and quicker and with efficiency.
1: My favorite thing about, well, I have a lot of favorite things about psychology. That's a tough question. But when I think about making changes in our life, I like to think of habits. I think habits are a big way of changing how or of making small changes to a bigger piece in our life. If you look at habits, there's a lot of different studies on the number of days, the amount of time that you need to do a repetitive task for it to become a habit, but the minimum that you will read is usually 28 days. So if a client comes to me and says, for example, I want to start journaling we will hold each other accountable that that journal entry happens once a day for 28 days. Because after 28 days, you start to get in the flow of it. It's like brushing your teeth. I don't think about brushing my teeth every day. I just do it. It's very natural thing. And that's how you want these small changes in your life to happen. So I like the the, the day rule. And of course, I understand that there's a lot of research out there, but I think 28 days is a good time frame to say is this something that can become a habit in your life and after twenty-eight days are you noticing the small changes and how that's
0: impacting your life? Because 28 days it is. So 28 days is a bare minimum and with lack of attention that we are you guys are coming across with the internet and with the television. So so minimum time for 28 days. So let's try to speak about breaking bad habits now. So procrastination. Tell us about it
1: procrastination, procrastination, gosh, like we all suffer from procrastination in some aspect of our life. I do too. There's so many things I like to procrastinate on. I am a big believer of eating the frog. And that's a saying that I'm sure many of heard. get the worst part of your day over with. So if the procrastination is doing the dishes and you didn't do them last night because you're procrastinating and you just didn't want to do them, it's not fun. Do it first thing in the morning, get it over with. And then the worst part of your day is over. So um, I'm a big believer in just eat the frog, get it over with, and then you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. And, you know, that that that, that applies to something very simple, like doing the dishes. But I think of journaling. When I started journaling, I was putting it off. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't know what to put in it. So I kept putting it on. I'll do that later today. I'll do that later today. Ten o'clock at night came and it just never happened. Same thing the next day. Finally, I said, I need to build this into my routine and I need to do it first thing in the morning so that it's off of my plate. And it feels so much better when we get those things done that we don't want to do. We feel lighter and we can just have a much better day.
0: Of course. And that's why it is named as Eat the Frog because the first frogs are not going to taste so good. But exactly. once it's done, it's done. Next question to you is about the life right goals okay for life goals and career goals let's say goals what is the methodology to achieve goals like do you believe in visualization do you believe i mentioned like writing down the permissions? do any of these work because you are going for doctorate in psychology tell us what works and what
1: Yes, I am a big believer. Well, first of all, to answer your question, is visualization better? Is audio better? It depends on the person. And I think that's the biggest piece of that initial meeting that I have with clients is building that understanding. What works for you? What have you tried in the past? And whatever they've tried in the past, if it's not working, maybe we do try something new. Maybe you've only tried audio. Maybe you're only listening to podcasts. Maybe we need to read books. So we have to be willing to pivot, but understanding that there's not a one size fits all. I'm a big believer from a life coaching standpoint. And when we look at positive psychology of incorporating things such as the affirmations, you mentioned affirmations, and those can come Written. Those can come in audio form. Those can be verbal. There's a lot of ways to-, to filtrate those into our brains. I am a big believer.